I'm six foot seven and bright green. People are going to stare no matter how I dress. She-Hulk from The Sensational She-Hulk, number 18, from 1985. I'm Megan, and you're listening to All Odd Pages. Welcome, welcome. This is the first episode of All Odd Pages. I am your host, Megan, and we're going to talk about books. I'm still trying to figure this out. Hopefully you will bear with me and you will like it enough to hit subscribe and go with me on this journey. So how this podcast is going to work, I'm going to take an idea or a character or a topic or a genre or maybe just a color, anything that really floats my boat at the time, and I'm going to kind of build a list of books or characters around that topic that I think people that are interested in the first topic might be interested in. Kind of taking you on a windy path of ideas and books that might spark your interest. As a librarian, we do this a lot. You know, we're like, oh, so you like dystopian books. Here's a bunch of other dystopian books. I decided for my first podcast, I was going to do a Pathfinder based on the character of She-Hulk because she's amazing. And now here is my list of characters and titles that might spark your interest if you are also a fan of She-Hulk. Just warning, this is all theoretical. This is my first podcast. If you hear any weird noises in the background, it is probably my producers. They are very opinionated. And by producers, I mean cats. Anyways, She-Hulk. So a little bit about She-Hulk for those that don't know. She-Hulk is also Jennifer Walters, who is the cousin of Bruce Banner. And she first appeared in about 1980, when Marvel was a little bit worried that the success of the Hulk TV show meant that they were going to lose the rights to a potential female character version of Hulk. She was written first by Stan Lee in an issue called Savage She-Hulk, but that was really the only issue that Stan Lee wrote. And in fact, she was one of the last original characters that Stan Lee wrote back in the 80s. He didn't start writing original characters again until he came back in the 90s. Back to She-Hulk herself. Much like her cousin, when Jennifer Walters transforms, she becomes a much larger version of herself. She is green. She is muscle-bound. She has superpowers in that she is incredibly strong. She can't really be harmed as much. Kind of, it's a lesser extent of the Hulk's physical prowess. But unlike the Hulk, she maintains her mental capacities. She is actually a lawyer in both Jennifer Walters' form and in She-Hulk form. However, her personality is a little bit different. She is more confident. She is more self-assured. She's a little sexier. She is a little more brass and sassy. She can break the fourth wall. Just a slightly different, more hyped-up version of Jennifer. Um, at one point, she was decided to stay as She-Hulk, and for a while, she was trapped as She-Hulk, although she was actually quite happy as that. But in recent days, she is actually in a version of She-Hulk called Just Hulk, and she's actually a Grey Hulk. Now, you know a little more about She-Hulk. She's actually a really amazing, complicated character. She can break the fourth wall. She's, she's gone on some really fun adventures. She's been a part of a lot of teams, from the Fantastic Four to the Avengers. She's been a part of the Defenders. She has battled with Matt Murdock, who's Daredevil. You might know him from the Netflix show. She's actually fought against him in court. She has um, argued the legality of the Mutant Registration Act in front of the Supreme Court in the Marvel Universe. She's advised superheroes during the first Marvel Civil War, and she actually kind of stood on both sides of that. As She-Hulk, she was on Tony Stark's side, 
And as Jennifer Walter, she was actually a little more neutral and a little against it. So she's a very complicated character. She's fun to read. Yeah, we're going to now go into some a little path on some characters. If you like She-Hulk, you might be interested in some of these. Now, this isn't going to be just a list of different She-Hulk you should read. I'm going to kind of take you on a little journey. So bear with me. I am going to mention some She-Hulk titles. But first, we're going to talk about some green ladies. All right. So first of all, my first green lady is a classic green lady, which is the Wicked Witch of the West. In one of my favorite versions of the Wicked Witch of the West, which is the character of Elphaba from Gregory, Gregory Maguire's Wicked, The Life and Times of Wicked Witch of the West. You may have heard of this from the Broadway play, but believe me, it was originally a book first. The book, unlike the play, is not just a story of romance and friendship. It is actually way more about politics and religion. And I feel that this is also very in tune with all of She-Hulk because it is another female character who relies a lot on her smarts more than just her powers from a political standpoint. She is kind of a freedom fighter. She defends the weak. And Alphaba is, again, green. So give that book a try. It is from 1995. It's a bit older. If you haven't already read it, what are you waiting for? It's a bit dense. It can be a bit dark at times. But then again, so can some of the She-Hulk stories. For our second green female character, our next green lady, is actually one from Fables. Now, Fables is out of Vertigo. They have hundreds of issues, but recently the main run of it just finished. And this character doesn't come until about issue 122, and there's lots and lots of green characters, male and female, throughout the run. But this is one of my favorite green lady characters, and this is the Lady of the Lake, known as Lake. It's again, as I said, she showed up in issue 122. Now, this might be a very minor spoiler, so cover your ears if you want to, you know, not be spoiled at all, because for some reason you haven't read Fables for the decade or so that it has been in running. And what are you waiting, what are you waiting for? Go forth. Go get it. It's amazing. So you cover your ears, sing the bunny song from uh, Once More With Feeling, which is what I sing whenever people are about to do spoilers. So Lady of the Lake or Lake is actually a giver of fates. It's a really cool life, I guess. She not only fights and for a while has a little bit of a drinking problem, but she also gives fate. She doesn't just tell you what your future is. She can actually give you a whole new future or fate. And that comes a lot into play with Big B, the Big Bad Wolf. Yeah, I mean, if you had that ability to just completely choose to give yourself a new fate, would you? And she kind of asks that question of people. And she's green, so she goes by Lake, Lady of the Lake. She's that Lady of the Lake, too, from Camelot, you know, the one handing out swords. And as they said in Monty Python, you know, not really the best form of government, but hey, what you going to do? Uh, our last green lady for this podcast, certainly not the only green lady out there, but one I really like, and some people make it a little bit cranky with me and say that this is not really a traditional green lady, but I'm going to throw them on there because they are one of my favorite green characters, is um, Xavian. Yes, I may be mispronouncing that. Don't judge me. But Xavian from Runaways. Now, this character shows up in Volume 2, uh, Issue 7, Star of the two-part Star-Crossed storyline, and remains for a large bulk of the rest of the Runaways line. Now, the reason I say that Xavian doesn't really count to some people as a Green Lady is because Xavian is gender-fluid in their character. They are a Skrull, a Super Skrull in training. You know, Skrulls are the ones that can shape-shift, they can take on different forms. Uh, as Xavian says, you know, they can take on, they can be male or female, it's just like changing hair color to them. 
So Xavian has all the powers, you know, the Fantastic Four of a Super Scroll. They can only do one at a time. So they can only, you know, do the rock power, or the stretchy power, or the fire power, visible power. Again, they are a gender fluid character. Sometimes when they are trying to be more imposing and more threatening, Xavian does take on their male persona. When they're getting more emotional or trying to be more romantic, they do take on the female persona, which has led a lot of people to declare that they are a more female character. So they are gender fluid, so some people would say that by me making them a, to my green ladies list, I'm being insulting, and I do not mean to offend or insult anyone, but Xavian is one of my favorite scrolls and one of my favorite green characters, and I really wanted to include them on this list. Xavian could actually be a character that could be on many different kind of pathfinders. I could put them on an LGBTQ pathfinder. I could put them on a favorite aliens pathfinder. I could put them on a teen list pathfinder. I could do a scrolls pathfinder and just talk about Xavian and Teddy for a very long time. Teddy, for those of you who don't know, is also known as Hulkling. He is part of the Young Avengers. Yeah, that's right. I like two scrolls. They are two of my favorites. I have a lot of favorites. Don't judge me. I have enough love to give around to a lot of characters. Okay, back to She-Hulk. So She-Hulk, as I said earlier, has their own comic books. Of course, they've been Savage She-Hulk, Sensational She-Hulk, uh, just general She-Hulk. Uh, currently, they are running a line of comics with them just called Hulk. There's actually a whole other version of Hulk that is not Jennifer Walters. Um, that is really fun, which is actually Hulk's daughter, the future from the World War Hulk storyline. But Jennifer Walters, they've actually been a member of a whole bunch of teams. Recently, they were the lead of a team called A-Force, which is an all-lady-led team. Yay, A-Force! And my favorite run of A-Force was actually the Secret Wars version in their little battle world where she basically ran an all-female island of chicks that were just amazing and had some of my favorite characters. She was amazing. She ran everything. I know I say amazing a lot in, in conjunction with She-Hulk, but she embodies a lot of the stuff that I do admire in superheroes. It was a really fun read, and the corresponding A4 storylines that she was in incorporated characters I like, such as Dazzler and Medusa, and it's always nice to see a group of lady superheroes run by a lady superhero such as She-Hulk. So if you like She-Hulk stuff, make sure you're not just reading her individual lines such as Hulk or some of her older stuff. You are also checking out any of her team-ups because she's really interesting to read in a team. She's often a little more lighthearted in some of her older stuff. She breaks the fourth wall sometimes. And in A-Force, she was really spectacular to see as a leader of a team, even when she's a little bit unwilling to lead the team. Another really great... She-Hulk read was actually one that doesn't have her name in the title, and it was actually the Gwenpool Holiday Special. I know, I know. Gwenpool. There's a lot of Gwen Stacy stuff going on right now. We've got, you know, Spider-Gwen, Gwenpool, and this Gwenpool Holiday Special was a spectacular, happy read. It was basically a bunch of little vignettes written by different authors in one comic book. It had Miss Marvel, it had Hawkeye, but they were all kind of brought together by She-Hulk's holiday party. And it's a very entertaining read. It brings out a lot of the happy holiday spirit. It brings together a whole bunch of different characters. You don't have to be reading any of the other stories to know what's going on. You don't even have to really be familiar with who Gwenpool or anything else is in order to enjoy it. You just have to want to read a nice, happy comic book. It's a nice refresher from a lot of the dark stuff that's going on right now in comic books and in the real world. So I fully recommend reading Gwenpool, especially if you want a nice dose of some fun classic She-Hulk. Now, this next She-Hulk read 
may make some people mad at me, but I really don't care because this is one of my favorite reads. Like a lot of people, when I first picked up this book, I kind of did it because I had seen the cover and I read it thinking I was going to hate it. A lot of the reviews agree with me on this. They kind of mentioned that the premise and the first couple pages made them really angry. They thought Marvel was pandering to its female readers. And then by the end of the first chapter or so, they loved it. This is The She-Hulk Diaries by Marta Acosta from 2013. Yeah, I know. Some of you have probably turned off and you've gone, what? Megan, how dare you? This is basically like a book version of the Saturday Night Live, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow trailer parody. Really dippy. Superheroes just looking for love and trying to blah, blah, blah. And I thought that's what this was going to be too. But it was actually really lighthearted and really fun. And it actually resonated with me a lot because, well, it is basically about a woman trying to balance her life. It is Jennifer Walters trying to balance being She-Hulk, trying to balance having a job. And yes, she is looking for romance in it, but more than that, it focuses a lot more on her friendships with people than just looking for romance. In fact, the romance to me felt like it was a tertiary story to everything else going on there. It is kind of very in the back to all of the other plot lines going on. It is behind her trying to just deal with her own stuff and to her friendships and to her job and balancing the fact that she has this secret life and she has her public life and trying to balance this duality in herself of, you know, she's kind of embarrassed by some of the stuff She-Hulk does because She-Hulk is very confident. She goes out and she is one of the dudes. She can go out and party. And Jennifer Walters is much, you know, more contained than that. And she's trying to find that balance. And as a 30-something, you know, librarian who has friends and goes out and everything, I totally understand that. I felt like it was a very interesting and modern take on things. And it was fun to read, okay? I'm going to admit it. It was fun. I enjoyed reading it. I lulled out loud while reading it. Also, there's LARPing in it. That's right, Jennifer Walters is a huge nerd. And I liked reading that. I liked also hearing about a character who was tall in both forms and had large feet. You don't get that a lot. And I enjoyed the LARPing and the nerd part of it. It was just a fun read. And you know, sometimes you need that. You need just to basically sit there and read a piece of candy. And if that piece of candy also fights crime in spandex, and happens to be a seven foot plus tall, you know, green superhero, I'm totally down for that. Give the She-Hulk Diaries a try. Don't, you know, write it off as just some bit of fluff. There's a quote from it, uh, inside every man is a teenage boy and we're all crazy in love with Shulky. And I think a lot of women are the same way. We all kind of love Shulky in our own way. Now, if you like the idea of not so much the story of She-Hulk, which seriously, give it a chance. But if you really enjoy the idea of reading some of your comic book stories in prose format, you are in for a really great year because we are going to be getting a lot of amazing authors writing prose versions of some of your favorite superheroes. And a lot of them are going to be in the YA section if they aren't already. First of all, let's talk about what Marvel is doing with Black Widow. That's right, Marvel may not be giving us a Black Widow movie, please give us a Black Widow movie, please give us a Black Widow movie, but they have been giving us a series 
of Black Widow books, starting with Forever Red by Margaret Stoll, who wrote the Beautiful Creatures books. You can get this usually at your library. It's from 2015, so it's been out for a while, and there are two books in the series. Yeah, Black Widow, Forever Red is the first one in the Black Widow series. I think they're coming out with a third one. Don't quote me on that. I have to go research. But DC is also getting on this bandwagon. They've done some things before, but their current push is for their DC Icon series, which is basically where they've asked a whole bunch of big-time YA authors, some of my favorites, and they are going to be writing all of these YA novels that are kind of prequel or teen versions of some of their heroes leading up to all the Justice League movies and everything that are coming out. The first one will be out in September 2017, and this is Wonder Woman Warbringer, and it's being written by Leah Bardugo, who wrote Six of Crows, Crooked Kingdom, and the Grisha Trilogy, and she is one of my favorite authors. Oh my god, her stuff is so good. She is such an amazing writer, and the Wonder Woman book has got a gorgeous cover. It's got some gorgeous prose. I've got an art copy of it. I'm trying to dig into it. I'm just trying to get some of my other stuff read first. Some of my friends have started reading it and they are loving it. And these are people that are very picky. So Wonder Woman Warbringer out this September. Put it on your must read list. This is part of the DC Icon series. Um, after that, we're going to be getting things like Batman from Maria Lu, who wrote the Legends series and the upcoming book Warcross. She was a video game designer. If you need some more background on her, we're going to be getting a Superman book. We're going to be getting a Catwoman book. So yeah, it's a good time to like comic books that are comic book characters that are written in prose. So this next book is a little bit, you might think, off topic. I was originally going to do a list of kind of some warrior women or just some like detective lawyery characters. This is a trilogy by Tamara Pierce. It is the Becca Cooper trilogy. The first one is Terrier. So I picked this for the list because it is about a really strong female character that works within the law, kind of like Shulky does um, as a lawyer. But Becca Cooper is a kind of medieval slum cop. She is something called a dog, which is what they called cops at the time. So her book really focuses on a lot of detective work and a lot of procedural work, and which a lot of the Shulky comic books do. But it also involves stuff like going to court and dealing with the magistrate and dealing with the laws and procedures of her land tortal. If you like anything with fantasy, you're going to love Tamara Pierce. She is kind of a go-to fantasy author. And if you like fantasy, I don't really know how you haven't heard of Tamara Pierce. You need to get on this. Her books are amazing. I started reading her stuff when I was in about middle school. So you can pretty much start reading in middle school. You can read it as an adult. I actually read all the books in her Tortle series about every other year or so. And there's more than 20 of them, and they are not little books. That's how good they are, especially these Terrier ones. The Becca Koopa trilogy is my favorite of all her series. The audio is really good, too. So if you've got a long commute, it's a good thing to listen to. Really good mysteries, really good procedural, some magic thrown in there. Uh, it's a really good detective story, and it's got a kick-butt female lead. And that's one of the reasons I added her to this She-Hulk Pathfinder. So for my last little bit of She-Hulk Pathfinder suggestions are actually a lot of nonfiction books. Jennifer Walters and She-Hulk, separately, uh, are actually both lawyers. So these nonfiction books are actually about some very important women lawyers in women's history, starting with books about Sandra Day O'Connor and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who were the first two women to sit on the Supreme Court. So there's a book about both of them together, uh, Sisters-in-Law, How Sandra Day O'Connor and Ruth Bader Ginsburg Went to the Supreme Court and Changed the World by Linda Hirschman from 2015. This book is a kind of about the relationship between the two of them and a little slice of history about you know, the differences between them because they are very different, but together they kind of transcended all of these differences to become the first two women to sit on the Supreme Court. So this is a really interesting book, uh, Linda Hirschman's book is kind of a dual biography and then also a history piece. If you want to learn more about them individually, 
One of my favorite memoirs, actually, that I've ever read is The Lazy Bee, Growing Up in a Cattle Ranch in the American Southwest by Sandra Day O'Connor, which is a lot more just about her early life, but it gives you an interesting insight into just who she was. And it's an interesting slice of kind of Texas history um, and rancher's life. So more about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, there is her 2016 memoir, My Own Words, which she wrote, which is literally just about her, and it is a solid book. There's also, if you're looking for something a little more fun and lighthearted, there is Notorious RBG, The Life and Times of Ruth Bader Ginsburg by Irene Cameron from 2015. And that is based on the Tumblr, so it's kind of part scrapbook, and so it's fun and funny and entertaining, but they also did a ton of research. So while you are being entertained, you are also getting a lot of hardcore journalism and a lot of really well-done fact-checked information. And fact-checking is very important so there's some books about our first two lady Supreme Court justices. Woo! And lastly, so these are three kind of just little one-off suggestions. Uh, Bridget Nielsen, you may not have known, was, well, you may have because you may be a huge She-Hulk fan, even bigger than I am, and maybe listening to this wondering what the heck I'm suggesting. But Bridget Nielsen was actually tapped to play She-Hulk in a movie back in the late 80s, early 90s. It was going to be directed by Larry Cohen. They actually did a whole bunch of test shoots and photo shoots of her as Jennifer Walters and as She-Hulk. It never got made, got canceled, but Bridget Nielsen has a memoir called You Only Get One Life, so that might be of interest to you if you're a huge She-Hulk fan. Uh, there's also the UCLA Women's Law Journal, which I'm sure She-Hulk would have been not only a writer and contributor to, but would have been the editor because Jennifer Walters was totally an overachiever. Whoop, She-Hulk, go Bruins. Uh, P.S. I am not a Bruin. And lastly, if you are really a huge She-Hulk fan, you can find a issue of Lonely Planet California and look up places in Los Angeles where you think She-Hulk may have hung out. I don't know, make your own little She-Hulk map based on whatever tidbits you can find from the comic books, or get Lonely Planet New York and make your own little She-Hulk map of places you think that she hung out in New York. If you do that, let me know because you are obviously a super She-Hulk fan and I need to be friends with you and I need to go on this tour myself, and you need to start a podcast website about this, just making superhero tours based on tour guides and comic books. So you should totally do that. But yeah, that is the first episode. I don't know, I'm feeling pretty good about it. My producers are asleep next to me, so they must be very pleased with it. I don't know, they're purring happily. I would love to hear from you, hear what you think. You can find me on Tumblr and Twitter, um, all at all odd pages. That is going to be my handle for everything. You can email me at alloddpages at gmail.com. Please let me know what you think, what you'd like to hear more of, if there's any topics you'd like to find Pathfinders for, there's some ideas you have. Please send me your ideas. I can't wait to hear from you, and I'd love to make some more podcasts. I'd love to have some guests on the show. So hit me up again, alloddpages at gmail.com, alloddpages at Twitter, alloddpages on Tumblr. It's been great talking to you. Find books you love. Keep reading. Go on some fun literary journeys. Laters.